Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Where we begin today because shallow words as Russia's pledge to pull back from the main centres of operation, like the capital, Kiev. It appears to be once again a false promise as Ukraine prepares for a new Russian offensive. Labour Party Deputy Brendan Howland, their spokesperson on foreign affairs, will be heading out very shortly uh, to the borders of Ukraine. I think he's going to Moldova. Got a chance to speak to him earlier. Here's what he had to say. Obviously, people are very sceptical about the word of Russia because everything they've said so far has proven to be false. They gave assurances that they had no intention to invade right up to the day they invaded. Uh, They're still saying they're not uh, targeting civilians when self-evidently we can see that they are and uh, thousands of civilians have been killed and injured, including many hundreds of children. Um, But uh, I think it's not going the way Russia expected it to go. That's quite clear from um, over a month of conflict now, a conflict they expected to be done and dusted uh, by their military in a matter of days. Um, But we have to try now and find diplomatic ways of ending the suffering uh, and that hopefully um, will emerge over time uh, and hopefully will emerge soon. Uh, That's one element of it. The other element obviously is the humanitarian crisis that uh, has uh, resulted from this um, absolutely appalling invasion um, with 10 million um, people displaced within and outside now of Ukraine itself. Um, I'm going, as you rightly say, to Moldova next week, please God, um, which is um, uh, the neighbor of Ukraine and probably the next most vulnerable country uh, if you were to actually uh, rate countries in terms of their vulnerability to Russian aggression. Um, We're going there to discuss matters with the government of Moldova uh, and uh, their parliamentary representatives and also to see firsthand uh, how they're dealing with the vast number of refugees that have crossed the the Moldovan border from Ukraine, um, approaching 400,000 at this stage. So that's that's an incredible uh, number uh, relative to the size uh, of of Moldova itself. Um, So that will happen next week, please God, and we will have a a better uh, understanding of the needs uh, of both the authorities in Moldova and the people that are uh, fleeing the awful violence right now. And when we now localise it, Brendan, and come back to the situation that's happening here on the ground, I was speaking to Labour Party Councillor Maura Bell about this, and she was saying to me that there's an urgent need for a unified approach. And of course, the demands on, say, like organisations like Friends of Ukraine and Rossler Harbour are huge, and they simply cannot be sustained. And I think you've actually made that call in Dollar, and what was the reaction to it? Well, I've done that twice last week on Tuesday and Wednesday of last week, and I have to say I've spoken to a number of cabinet ministers to good effect uh, subsequent to that, and changes are happening. Uh, Firstly, I spent uh, a good part of last Saturday in Rosslare seeing how um, both the statutory and non-statutory, the voluntary sector, were coping. And they're all magnificent. They really are terrific people uh, who want to do right by by people who are suffering so much. Uh, And we had... uh, you know, the full panoply yes, uh, on, on Saturday of all the state agencies there because they weren't there from the beginning, uh, including IPAS, uh, who are the agency charged with finding accommodation, as well as social welfare who have been there from the start, uh, community welfare, um, and 
the, the voluntary groups you talked about who are providing basic necessities uh, for people. And uh, are things that you don't think about, people arriving with animals that need um, basic supports for them, for example, as well as, obviously, all the requisites for children. So these are being provided locally and, uh, uh, of course, at some cost. So uh, I would encourage people, if they um, are going to do collections, that they might uh, resource the local community group uh, dealing with immediate matters in Rosslare Harbour, uh, it, it would be a very beneficial way of spending money right now. Yeah, and when it comes to uh, the possibility of dormitory settings, or for that matter, tented villages that we're hearing about, that, that is quite stark, isn't it? And it's something that we could never envisage ha- happening here. Is that likely to happen, do you think? Well, it, it all depends on um, the volume of um, migrants, refugees that we get. Um, all the people I've spoken to, um, they, they expect you know, the, the Ukrainians who are dislodged from their normal life uh, to be able to go back home shortly. Um, I don't know how realistic that is if you're from a city like Mariupol, which has been largely demolished. It's going to take some time to reconstruct um, the, the built infrastructure, much, much, much less the lives that were destroyed um, by this un- onslaught. Um, but if... 10 million people are going to be permanently dislodged. Um, we get 2% uh, as our share of refugees into this country. That's what's expected. Uh, and that would be, uh, you know, the order of 200,000. My honest belief is that it, we won't be getting anything like that number. But even a considerably lesser number will require accommodation that we don't have right now uh, because we have a housing crisis, as you know, for many years now. Uh, we have difficulties, enormous difficulties, uh, housing our own population. So we're going to have to have special provision here. Um, I, I saw firsthand what was been done on Saturday when people have been allocated to, to um, uh, hotels, um, bed and breakfasts, um, holiday villages. Uh, but then the next days will be, people will be allocated to people's homes because more than 20,000 people have offered to accommodate people for at least three months um, should that be required. So I think that will be the next phase and I think there will be a general view that we will avoid as far as possible uh, sort of camps uh, being established in Ireland. Although there are camps, I understand, in Moldova now, such as the volume uh, of refugees there and that's one of the things I hope to get a better understanding of uh, from my visit next week. Anyway, you've given us your overview of what you think is going to happen locally here, but also globally, and I I sense from you you're far from convinced that Russia's uh, promise to draw back from Kiev and Lviv and these places is is going to be honoured. Is that what you think? Are they regrouping them? Well, I think that that it's a practical decision of of Russia. Uh, They have found it extraordinarily difficult going in uh, northern Ukraine, they found making progress to capture the capital Kiev uh, virtually impossible. Uh, so I think they strategically would be concentrating on the Donbass region anyway and moving their forces. So I think it is sort of putting a gloss on uh, the stalemate that they've endured uh, in northern Ukraine by saying that they're going to withdraw uh, to the east. Uh, I think that's more a, a better explanation of what is unfolding. But as I say, we have to be optimistic. We have to keep working for a, dipl- a diplomatic solution. And I'm looking just to return briefly to the local situation. Um, I've been on to the OPW last week, and I know that um, better covered facilities are to be provided separate from 
um, the, the, you know, you know the um, uh, built infrastructure that's there in Rosslare right now, specifically to deal privately and uh, in a sensitive way uh, with refugees who are going to arrive uh, from this week onwards uh, into Rosslare on on the ferries that are coming in largely from Sherbrooke. Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news and your views.